Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Champions League preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Andrew Pollard of What Culture Football to look ahead to all of this week's Champions League quarter final fixtures but before we get into it if you're a fan of this sort of thing make sure you subscribe to what culture football on either itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcast from for daily football podcasts as i said they're joined by andrew pollard to look ahead to the champions league quarterfinals andrew some mouth-watering ties coming up over the next few days yeah, yeah. And just as a precursor, I hope we get dubbed in over the top there with the Champions League team as it starts. Otherwise, <laughs> what is going on with the world of what culture football? Um, yeah, there's some really, really um, mouthwatering is the word, just in terms of the big hitters. But then there's also the intriguing stories of Atalanta, who we're playing this evening, um, of a Red Bull Leipzig. There's the, the supposed underdogs, I guess you could call them, in a historical sense. Uh, but then you have got uh, um, you've got Bayern Munich versus Barcelona. That's huge. You've got Atletico Madrid looking to go to the to get through to uh, the semis and the final for I think the fourth time this would be if they can make it through to the final. So yeah, there's I think the way it's lined up and the fact that um, on one side of the draw it's guaranteed that we will get one um, potential first time winner in the final. The way things are going to play out. So yeah, it's um, it's uh, an, an interesting time, an entertaining uh, entertaining uh, time, especially for me and you as non league football fans. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> quite the uh, night and day when you compare those two. Um, but like you say, with the the fact that we're going to get potentially uh, a, a first time winner uh, from from one side of the draw, there's I think six of the eight teams haven't won it, obviously, yeah. uh, and the other two are facing off against each other in the quarterfinals. And as we've seen with the Europa League, the sort of one and done nature of these quarterfinals. Would you say, and, and, and including with that, the lack of home and away games uh, and the advantage and disadvantage that that brings, this is the most unpredictable Champions League we've seen ever? I'd say that's a fair assumption to make, yeah. Um, it, it is literally a case of anything can happen. If, if, uh, if say, Atlanta and, and Paris Saint-Germain, for example, on paper, most people would favour Paris Saint-Germain, but they turn up and have a bad night. Atalanta hit the blocks, hit the ground running. Then you, you can have one of these shock stories uh, or supposed shock stories. Me personally, I, I'm, I'm going with Atalanta all the way to the final, but um, we'll get to that lately. But yeah, there's I, I love the the one and done nature of these ties. Um, it's It brings an excitement to the Champions League that maybe has been lost a little bit over over the last few years, I mean, obviously, people can point to uh, the the uh, well, the Liverpool turnaround of Barcelona last season, um, or the the Spurs Ajax game, the mm. second leg of that. There there are still entertaining second legs, but so often these ties after the first leg, it's kind of a write off. It becomes monotonous. The second game is just played for the sake of playing it a lot of the time. So yeah, this one and done format it works for me very uh, very well. 
Mm, yeah, absolutely. Considering the the current global climate, the name of which we obviously can't say, otherwise this video would get demonetized. Um, bastards. Uh, anyway, let's take <laughs> our personal choices out of it for a second, and I'd love to know who you think uh, or you believe are the favourites for this year's competition. Uh, I think the big one that jumps out are Bayern Munich. Um, I think Bayern Munich and Manchester City, to me, are the two that jump out. Um, and I guess even though they've stumbled over the last few years when you think they have it in the bag, you always can't write off Paris Saint-Germain just because of the quality that's in that squad. Um, but yeah, I, th I think on paper, the, the two favourites for me are Manchester City and, uh, and Bayern Munich. Um, I, I do think that Bayern Munich will get past Barcelona um, because I, this Barcelona team isn't the Barcelona team that we, we've come to know and, and love over the last decade or more. Um, but then there is clearly Lionel Messi. That, that, that's a big factor <laughs> in any game. But uh, yeah, I, I think the, the favourites right now are, are probably Bayern Munich. Uh, and if they get it right, Manchester City. Yeah, I was uh, glancing at some of the uh, bookmakers' odds before we came on here. Uh, bad news for Leon and uh, RB Leipzig fans. They're not giving great uh, odds. But yeah, I mean, like you say, City, Munich... PSG, Barcelona. I think the fascinating thing, we will get to it, of course, is the fact that Barcelona and Bayern Munich face off uh, yeah. in a, a blockbuster of a, a quarterfinal. And then, of course, the winner of that will go on to face the winner of Man City, Leon, in the semifinals. Um, I, I, we did a, a podcast previewing uh, the recent games, myself and Adam Cleary, and I questioned, could, could Chelsea do the impossible and, you know, overhaul that deficit against Bayern Munich? And I watched the first... 20 minutes and went, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Bayern Munich looked absolutely sensational. And uh, one of the, yeah, I love all the fairy tale stories you get with uh, these sorts of competitions. Uh, and obviously Robert Lewandowski, a player who scored so many goals in European football uh, and yet never won the Champions League. He's uh, played in the final, of course, when he played for Dortmund against Bayern Munich, but never won the competition. I really think this could be his year. But we'll get to that as we talk about that game. Let's talk about tonight's game. Atalanta versus PSG. Uh, is this PSG's year or could Atalanta in their first ever season, I believe, in the Champions League, like you say, make that run to the final? I believe they can. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a dreamer. I'm a bit of a romanticist with, with, when it comes to football. As, as a kid that grew up at the height of Italian football and and uh, Gazetta um, on Channel 4, Um yeah, to me, I'd like to think that Atalanta can go uh, all the way. I'd like to think they can get past Paris Saint-Germain. But, I mean, when you've got Neymar in your team, which he is fit, he is going to play. Mbappe is in the squad and, and there's talk that he may start on the bench, but still he, he's there and, and available. So, I mean, I, I'd love for Atalanta to go through. Um, I, I do have them pegged to go all the way through to the final. But, I, like I said, I am a bit of a dreamer in that one. And I think that the fact that they're missing Joseph Bilicic, that's a huge loss because he's been he's been phenomenal this season. But they have. They've still got Luis Moriel. They've still got Leandro Gomez. They've got Duvin Zapata, who I, got, I think he got 18 goals uh, by the time Serie A came to an end. Um and, and this is a team that, OK, it's, it's very much the, the the narrative writes itself as the plucky underdog, mm. Atalanta, a small town on the outskirts of Milan. It's been overshadowed for years by the success of, of, of AC Milan and by Inter Milan. But the, the reality is, it's a team that if it wasn't for a defeat to Inter in the, in the last game of the season, they would have come second in, in Serie A behind Juventus. There, it's, it's, I've had this conversation with other people where people talk about this as... A, a bit of a fluke. And it's like, well, the, their, their form in Italy proves that it's not a fluke. This mm. You don't get to third place, nearly second place uh, on a one-off. Uh, they deserve to be here. They had a, a great result over two legs against Valencia. Um, and I really think that Atalanta could do something against Paris Saint-Germain. And, and yeah, they're, they're getting my nod on this. 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of people just look at the names and kind of overlook mm. the performances and just think, oh, well, that's nice that they've got this far. Yeah. Uh, PSG, you kind of know what to expect over the past few years when you see PSG in the Champions League, just mad attacking football and then comical defending sometimes. Um, for those unaware with regards, like you've mentioned, Atalanta's goal-scoring exports, what should we expect from them? Because I suppose the, the general consensus would be Italian side italian style you know defensive solid football yeah. but some some of their style their, their style of play doesn't necessarily reflect that they're an exciting side exactly. to watch exactly exactly they i think it's 98 goals they got in Serie A, which is across europe's top five leagues there's only i think it was man city and bay munich that that scored more goals than them so this is an attacking team it's an attacking fluid team that, that like to go after the opposition and I think that's what you, you touched on there about how Paris Saint-Germain, yeah, they're brilliant to watch going forward, but sometimes they can't defend for Toffee. And, and I think that this, uh, which is a very old man saying, but I, I, um, I think this Atalanta team can get at them. Um, and especially Verratti's out injured, uh, Di Maria suspended for Paris Saint-Germain. So and you say Mbappe starts on the bench, you're looking at that team now and it becomes, it, it's it's not quite the team it is when, I mean, no disrespect, but Ander Herrera comes into the side. And I'm a big Ander Herrera fan, but... Mm. You'd, you'd, you'd far rather play against him than Marco Verratti. Yeah, exactly. I was watching a, a video the other day about uh, Man City before the, all the money came in when they were in the, the lower leagues of, of British football and they had a phrase mm. called Cityitis, where anything that could get worse will get worse. I have a feeling that it's not necessarily a tough time being a PSG player or a fan, um, but you just sense that, like you say, if Atlanta get the edge in this game, the heads will drop of PSG and they'll probably think, oh, here we go again. Another chance where everyone was tipping us to potentially make the, the final and uh, we've bottled it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, you talk about where Man City got to. They were playing Wrexham, my team, um, in the old Division 2. Um, got to go to Main Road for a nil-nil draw. We're our keeper of the worldie, Mark Cartwright. But uh, yeah, Man City have been through the ringer, um, let's just say. Uh, and Paris Saint-Germain, yeah, very much they seem to, um, the story with them is that they, they do choke on the big scene. It's all well and good. Pissing all over your national league each season and, and scoring hundreds of goals and, and having Cavani on fire or Zlatan in years prior. But when they get to play in one of the big boys in Europe, so often it goes wrong. Um, and Atalanta aren't necessarily one of those big boys. But I, I really do think Paris Saint-Germain could come unstuck. It's it's very much a similar tale to the Manchester City and Lyon game as well, I guess, when you look at it in comparison, um, where Lyon, a little bit like Atalanta, it, they're really good going forward. They've got some really good attacking players. Manchester City, not always the most solid at the back. So, um, yeah, I, I do fancy Paris Saint-Germain to choke. I'm, I'm, I'm going all in on Atalanta. You've convinced me. I'm going Atalanta on. for that one as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's talk about tomorrow's game. Uh, RB Leipzig, Atletico Madrid, Atletico, obviously. It's one of those games you it feels like years ago when they beat Liverpool yeah. uh, to knock them out of the competition. Uh, Leipzig are in also a surreal position where they're still in this year's competition Timo Werner is gone. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a really obviously the, one of the most unique situations, one of the most unique times that we're living in right now, Wilbur. Where it is, you've got your top scorer, your main man, your talisman, and just right before the the the, the last few games of the season, it's like Tula Pip off you go for your big move to London. Um, I, I mean, I, I love that they've got Patrick Schick. That's one thing that they've got going for them. Um, they've got Sabitzer as well, who could he'll, he'll be pivotal, I think, to anything they can do. Um, in the game against Atletico. Um, I mean, Patrick Schick, I, I think, on his day, is brilliant. Um, so hit and miss, though, when he's at Sampdoria, was fantastic. Got his big move to Roma that didn't quite work out. Here he is on loan now um, at Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, if he turns it on, that's that's a big plus for them. But I just, I think, uh, you look at just the the quality in that Atletico Madrid team uh, and you take away Timo Werner from from the, the Leipzig team. And I think for this one, I think you have to go for Atletico, really, um, especially with Diego Simeone in charge. You know that yeah. you can get a result. Yeah, I think um, they've, got, they've got such talent on the pitch and then mm. tactically they know how to see out games. You saw that against Liverpool. Yeah. Obviously, they were clear and, and away winners by the full-time whistle, but they just know how to handle that game and 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 shut down the threat of one of the you know best clubs in the world right mm. now. So I'd have to say, I think Atletico uh, are probably going to win that and uh, set up a potential semi-final, as we said, against either Atalanta or PSG. The other side of the draw, though, is very interesting indeed. Barcelona, mm. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich looked sensational. I think if any year is their year to, to rediscover their Champions League exploits. It's going to be this year. But like you say, Barcelona, despite the off-field issues, despite the question marks about who's going to be managing them going forward, despite what's going on with Lionel Messi, at the end of the day, it's still Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think this is clearly the, the tie that has the most intrigue around it because if you're looking at just pure uh, pedigree, I guess, in, in terms of two giants, they don't get any bigger than, than Bayern Munich and, and Barcelona. Um, and... It is. It's, it's just. It's so intriguing to watch because you know that if Barcelona can get some sort of momentum behind them from the get go, then they're a hard team to beat. It's just you look throughout the team. You talk about all the off off uh, off the field problems. You talk about Messi being unhappy at the times and uh, just his role there is is very all dominant, powerful role in in the running of the club. Uh, and you look at the the squad on paper and you look at some of the players and. They're maybe not quite what they were. The guys are still there. Some of the players they've brought in, like a Frankie de Jong, haven't quite... It's been fits and starts for him in terms of how well he's played. So they're very much in a transitional process, I think, right mm. now, Barcelona. Um, and, and I think that 
on the other side of that, you look at a team like Bayern Munich and th- there's no sort of transition there. They're a team in full force, in full power, full speed ahead. Um, and I, I just think they're, they're just from watching Bayern Munich, when they turn it on, no team can stop them right now. Um, and and I think that they they could quite easily steamroll through this Barcelona team. My mind is cast back to when we had those uh, matches a few years ago where it was uh, two German sides versus two Spanish sides. And the German sides just showed you how you can play, not only uh, nullifying your opposition, but also scoring a boatload of goals as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, Bayern Munich, they're, they're generally known as being a very uh, efficient team. German, who'd have thought it? But they're, they're, they're very uh, efficient. They, they they know what to do, how to win games, but they've got that flair. I mean, w- people questioned what was going to happen to them when Ribéry and Robin left because mm. they were fixtures of that side for so long and, and offered so much uh, dynamism and creativity and goals and assists. Um, and you, you've got players like Serge Nabry who's stepped up and looks, God, this is a guy that couldn't get a kick for West Brom on loan. Uh, and <laughs> here, here he is now as one of the best young players in the world, uh, tearing it up for the, the German champions. Uh, and there's just, there's just, um, th- there's a confidence about Bayern Munich when you watch him. They know they're going to win. They, Lewandowski knows he's going to score. <laughs> Bayern Munich is going to win. And more often than not, they, they do. I mean, they, they had a little bit of a wobble earlier in the season where people were talking about, will this be Red Bull Leipzig's year? Could Dortmund get back to where they, they've been in years prior? And when the dust settles, it's Bayern Munich who are sat there, who's the, the Bundesliga champions as per usual. Um, yeah, I just, I can't look past them in this one. Yeah, I think there's a, a tendency, um, more so I'd say even more than, than Barcelona, because people say Messi, but they talk about your Suarez as in the players that surround him. There's a tendency from casual fans to look at, Bayern Munich can say, well, it's Lewandowski or bust, but they've got, like you say, they've lost players, but they've got a, a, such talent surrounding that side that there are so many threats on that pitch. And they are, like you say, so solid um, when it com- comes to defending a lead as well. As we saw against Chelsea, they barely gave him a sniff. Yeah, yeah. And they very much play in a way that's, that's reminiscent to maybe the classic Barcelona of, of, say, 10 years ago, where everybody's a good footballer. You look at the, the full-backs they'll have and it'll be like a, a David Alaba who's just whether he plays at left-back, whether he plays in midfield, whether he plays in as a centre-half. You look at Joshua Kimmich who, who's back in, going to be at right-back and they're just they're very good footballers who can play all over the pitch. And obviously Alfonso Davis who has been a revelation this season uh, playing that left-back when Alaba's been used elsewhere. So there's just from... From from the back to the front, there's just so much quality in that team. Everybody is comfortable on the ball. Everybody knows what the message is of the team. They've got a certain style of play. Um, it's yeah, it's it's fun to watch Bayern Munich, and even in years prior when Bayern have been successful, it's not always been that enjoyable to watch them. They've been mm. a very a dull team where it, it got to the point where it was relying on a Robin or a Ribery to to spark something. Um, whereas now it's just it's fun to watch Bayern Munich. Yeah, whatever you're doing, clear your calendar for Friday night. It's going to be a sensational game, Barcelona versus Bayern Munich. On Saturday, uh, it's going to be Man City versus Lyon. This looks straightforward for Man City. You you felt that if they could get past Real Madrid, they were almost guaranteed a spot in the semi-finals. But who knows with this year in the competition? Yeah, and this is a Lyon team that, that have beaten Manchester City before. They know what it takes to, to get the job, to get a result against City. Um, and this is one of those where you, you could see it's I talked about it earlier, it's very reminiscent of of when you look at Atalanta and Paris Saint Germain, where yeah, okay, there's clearly a favourite in this game in Manchester City. There's clearly a, a, a team with players that everybody, every football fan in the world knows who they are, uh, and these big money superstars. And then you've got Leon, who've got 
a rejuvenated Memphis Depay, who is one of my most, he's one of the footballers I enjoy watching the most mm. in the world. Just a bit of a mad bastard, loves to shoot from wherever, likes to try and beat people. He's exciting when he's on form. Um, and Bertrand Traore, a Chelsea reject of sorts, who's also tearing up for Leon. This, they're fun to watch. I just, I think Pep being Pep, I think he'll have learned from the last few times of playing Leon, And I think that it'll be, very much business as usual for City. Um, and yeah, I, I think they'll go through on this one comfortably, um, which is a shame because, like I said, I like watching Leon. Yeah, on the one hand, you felt slightly disappointed over the last few days because you thought, oh, what could have been with Man City versus a Ronaldo-inspired Juventus mm. would have been a great quarterfinal evening. As, as we said, the semi-final facing someone like Barcelona or Bayern Munich. And yeah, you have to just sit there and say, well, Leon got the job done against Juve, and if that yeah. is the case, there's no argument to to say. Well, there's an argument to be made. Sorry, that uh, they could do that exact same thing. It's 90 minutes against Man City. It's not like Man City can have a home in an away tie. Um, so if they can snatch something early on in this game, um, you wonder. But the firepower that City have got, and the the fact yeah. that they will, you know, I, I don't know whether it's going to play into it. The fact that all the you know the FFP stuff has been hanging over them. It's obviously not as important necessarily for them to win the competition this year. There was always next year, as, as fans obviously are constantly reminded of. But I feel like if you're a City fan, this is probably one of your best ever opportunities to win this competition. Yeah, I, I think if you look at the draw right now, you would pick... Ideally, you think the City, if they get past Leon, I think the winner could well come from Bayern Munich. And, and well, that semi-final, the, the Bayern Munich and, and Barcelona winner versus the, the the Leon and Manchester City winner. So, yeah, it's, it is it is very much a, this could well be their time for City. And, and I think special praise as well has to go for, for Gabriel Jesus. I'm not necessarily the, the biggest fan of him all the time. And I think that he, he lacks consistency when, when he does get a run of games, but he's really stepped up in the last couple of weeks since Sergio Aguero's uh, out. He's out again, obviously, for this game. But other than that, City... I mean, most of their big-name players are, are fit and raring to go, but there's always, with Manchester City, there's always the defensive questions you might have. Mm. I mean, yeah, OK, uh, Amirik Laporte is really good. But then, uh, away from that, everybody else can be get at, um, whether it's Kyle Walker, whether whether it's Mendy, whether it's whoever comes in at centre-back. Um, I mean, there's talk of Eric Garcia playing, maybe, even though he's seemingly off to Barcelona. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're easy to get out at the back, and you just think, with, with the, the pace that Leon offer, with the, the trickery Leon offer, they could get a Manchester City, but I, mm. I still think even if even if Leon do get a City at the back, I just think there's there's too much going forward for Man City to, uh, to, to for them not to go through from this. No, I think you're right, especially when it comes to Gabriel Jesus. I thought he he looked uh, sensational uh, against Real Madrid earlier on. Yeah, yeah. This week, last week, end of last week, um, and I just. I can't see past them, uh, despite necessarily some of their frailties and the fairy tale, of course, of David Silva winning the Champions League with City before he departs. Yeah. Um, we've sort of previewed it and we've no doubt going to preview uh, this competition again after these ties have been played uh, going forward into the semi-finals. But uh, Andrew Pollard, whilst I've got you, uh, you say you've got Atalanta one side of the draw potentially making the final. Who have you got the other side and who are your yeah. winners? See, there's, there's the dreamer of me who has Atalanta on one side of the draw. And then there's a realist that has Bayern Munich getting to the final and winning this <laughs> thing. So, yeah, that's that's where I've got. I've got Atalanta and Bayern in the final uh, with, with Munich getting the win. How about yourself, sir? I think it's going to be... Uh, I think this competition tortures teams. And if you, everyone has any hopes and dreams uh, if from many, many teams... They, uh, they often get shattered. So I'm going to say Atletico uh, from one side of the draw. Playing, 
you know what? I'm going to be led by my heart instead of my head. I, I think it's probably going to be Bayern Munich, but I'm going to say Manchester City versus Atletico Madrid in the final. And maybe, just maybe, this is Man City's year. But like we said at the start, it is the most unpredictable Champions League we have seen. So it's probably going to be Atalanta versus Leon now he said all this old Red yeah. Bull Leipzig. Um, yeah. But do let us know your thoughts uh, on this and the uh, matches over the next few days. We are spoilt really, aren't we? Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Champions League games. You've got to love it. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Uh, and subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch there, followed by myself and Andrew Pollard. Andrew, where can people get you on Twitter? At Cultured Left Peg on the tweet machine. You can find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at What Culture FC. But this has been the Champions League preview. My thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.